Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have a great show for you today. We are here chatting with a local reflexologist, Sue Ricos. So welcome, Sue. Thank you for having me come to speak on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of these days I'll be having people in studio, but today we're we're getting to chat over Zoom. So, um, so thank you for for making time um, out of your day to to come on to Energy Matters. You're very welcome. So, um, tell us who you are and and what you do. Okay, I am a reflexologist, and I work on the central nervous system nerve endings that are in the, on the bottom of the feet and the hands and they're also found in the ears and this promotes the body to function better and to heal and release the stress that is holding what is what is it about the the nervous system that um, allows us to, to release stress? It's been found that the central nervous system, if it has had a traumatic incident uh, that people have had in their lives, sometimes it holds on to that in a way of helping people to avoid that situation again. Um, through the nerves, like if you've been bitten by a dog, you may be very nervous about dogs because your your subconscious and your central nervous system are still holding on to that fear. So when you go near a dog, you tense up. And that over time, if the body doesn't learn to relax after a traumatic incident, um, it builds up in the body and it can sometimes lead to dis-ease. And so why are the, why are the reflexology points um, that you work with um, or the areas centered around the hands, the feet, the feet and the ears, the feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the central nervous system begins in the brain uh, and it, the very furthest from the body or from the brain is the uh, feet. So the paths for every nerve end in the feet. The hands are also an outer part of the body where the nerves end. And so by gently working on the hands or the feet, it can help to unblock the uh, trauma that's still within the central nervous system. It's a full path from the brain to the feet, each nerve. So all those nerves that are coming out of our spinal cord that are connected to every muscle, everything is ends at the feet. Yes. That's so interesting. 
and the hands and the ears. And there's reflex points all over the body. But by going to the ends of the nerves, it really makes an impact. The way I like to describe it to people is that you have a straw and something happened and it sort of uh, crushed the straw in one place so that water can't flow through. And if that straw doesn't get reopened, then the flow of the body, the energy, the, the, uh, it, it doesn't work properly. You can't, you know, drink through a straw that's bent in half. So when you press on one end of the straw, many times it will open the straw if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely understand. I mean, maybe not the literal part of pressing on the bottom of the straw, but I, I understand to like reopening that, uh, that channel and getting the, so what is an average, can you tell us what, um, what an average session would look like? Like if somebody walks through your door, what, what happens? Okay. Uh, they come in, uh, if they're a new client, there's a very brief paperwork so we can get a little synopsis of what's happening in their body. And I soak their feet in an Epsom salt foot bath while they're doing the paperwork or if they're not new, just while they're settling into the session before we begin and we talk about, you know, where the aches and pains are or what their medical uh, issue is that they are looking to release or feel better and then after I dry their feet they sit back in a nice lazy boy recliner chair and I start uh, working on their feet very gently first I loosen them up which really helps to relieve a lot of surface stress and tension and then I um begin working on the reflexes according to the reflex map. I generally stop, start at the reflexes to the head of the brain and I work down the body according to the foot map to um, the base of the spine and those reflexes really loosen them up and um, we just continue. Most people chit-chat a few people have brought their earphones, but I think the chit-chatting along the way really helps them to release a lot of things that they don't even realize they're holding. And we find a positive perspective as to what could be going on, because there's always an opposite side. And uh, at the end, it, it, a session usually lasts about an hour. And at the end, I uh, do a little holding of the ends of the toes very gently um, to get the energy to flow through their body more evenly and to relax them more. And then I do a little balancing exercise so that um, the body comes into a little better balance from the work we've done. And then they're basically on their way. It's 
very relaxing and comfortable and um, every, I won't say everyone, but 99% of the people feel a major difference in um, how they feel when they leave than when they came in. Some people feel like they're walking on air afterwards. Some people, they see the world or they everything looks brighter to them. And some people are ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and after a session, I, I suggest people, you know, make sure they get their daily intake of water and uh, let them know if, you know, if something seems to feel worse afterwards to give me a call. And I also reassure them that that is very much part of the healing process. Sometimes things will seem a little off until they feel, until the body has done the work it needs to to heal. Do you remember the first time you received a reflexology treatment? Oh, I do. I was in a class. I, I took a reflexology class. I had never touched feet except with my children playing little piggy yeah. <laughs> on the market. I never really paid attention to feet. I thought mine were long and skinny and everything. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, the perceptions we have of ourselves. And I went, it was convenient for me to take a, a reflexology class up in Greenfield, Mass. at the time. The woman, I think she's moved on. And I couldn't believe how wonderful I felt afterwards. I almost felt like I had just had a nice glass of wine or something. <laughs> I was that relaxed and I kind of felt giddy and really up. And um, it was just amazing. And then if there was another time I had my feet done and I had to go home and sleep for a day. So it's, it was interesting, but the first time I think is the most amazing because you can really feel the difference. And is do you do you feel a difference between uh, when you're receiving a treatment, whether it's on the hands versus if it's on the feet? Is there or if it's on the ears? Is there a different quality of healing that goes on in those different areas of the body? I know there. I know you mentioned that they're all at the end of the nerves. Yes, yes. Um, I, I've noticed working on ears that people go, uh, people get very relaxed very, very quickly. And the ears are good, uh, they're excellent for working like on the brain or the, they can be excellent to work on the spine for various things, but I think the ears would probably put someone to sleep in about 10 minutes. Oh, not wow. asleep, but in that perfect place you want them to be. They're not awake, they're not asleep. Um, the hands are excellent because the fingers represent, uh, the map for the reflexes, the fingers are the neck, and the fingers are much longer than the toes, so you can work a lot more of them and get more of the reflexes. Um, it's also excellent for shoulder 
and it's excellent for quick work and it is very relaxing with the feet you are at the very very end of the nerves and it really opens up more the nerves i i would say because they um people aren't really looking at a they aren't saying what are you doing down there they're just enjoying having their feet done there's a lot more spine spinal reflexes in the feet um it's easier to get to the kidneys um and the feet are generally larger than the hands except for the fingers and toes of course and if someone has a stroke the best place to go immediately if you can is to the big toe on the opposite side of the body that's affected and it can really help if you get to them very quickly before the brain starts to um fix itself so that's that's like an emergency treatment if like while you're waiting for an ambulance to come if you can get to the the opposite big toe from where the the stroke is happening Yes, yep. And if they don't have a big toe, people come um, in different ways. <laughs> um, or if you can't get to their feet, then you'd go to the thumb. But the feet, it opens that pathway all the way from all the way through the body. Now, let's say somebody's in that situation and they've found, you know, they're they're in that, uh, you know, somebody that they love is or is having a stroke or whatever. Um, and you're, mm-hmm. is it you're holding? Is it a massage? What what is that reflexology like? What what exactly would you be doing in that space there? Okay, I would go directly to the very top of the big toe. And I would start pressing my finger up and down, sort of pressing forward. Um, But it would be very small movements. I'd be uh, sort of twirling my fingertip on the toe. I would be feeling for crunchies or little, we call them crunchies, little like bubbles in there, I guess you could say. Um, And I would just continue Um, swirling my finger or pressing up and down um, for a while, maybe two minutes, three minutes. And then I'd start working down the toe with a very, with a fingertip or a thumb uh, tip and just palpitating up and down, sort of pressing forward. Massage is more larger strokes and it's much it's much more fluid where when we work, we go up, down, up, down, up, down, sort of like an inchworm going along. And just rolling your finger over the top of the toe, your fingertip over the t- toe tip um, is stimulating the brain reflexes. Would somebody be able to do this if they, in a non-emergency situation for someone they love as well, would it have the same uh, positive effects Oh yes, yes. I I it would. I personally think everybody should have a foot map or a hand map on their 
in their medicine cabinet and refer to it for anything. If they if their sinuses are off, they just need to look at the map and press in those areas, up, down, up, down, and they be, people can become familiar. Uh, if they're having an asthma attack, if they work on their lungs and their bronchioles and their diaphragm, it many times it will help them to pull out of that asthma attack if they don't have their inhaler or something. Um, reflexologists, we also like to learn where the major glands of the body are because they are one of the most important parts. And for any serious thing um, that we have a few minutes to work on, we'll make sure we hit the adrenal gland, the pituitary gland, the the pancreas, the, geez, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I should, <It's> all <laughs> I've right. done this for you. <laughs> Can you, Radio. I know. <laughs> Can you describe what the, um, what the hand maps look like or the foot maps in case people maybe have seen them before, but aren't quite as familiar what that, what that might look like? Um, I'm not sure. Like the is um, if I'm thinking correctly, is the the hand map or the foot map? It um, is sort of the outline of the body part, and then there's little patches that say lung or thyroid or um, is that yeah. are those the correct ones that you might see if you go to a um, uh, like a Chinese medicine doctor or something like that? Yes, yes. The the most prominent foot map in or hand or foot map in the world is by the International Institute of Reflexology. It was the original map that Eunice Ingham worked on and discovered in the 30s. And uh, if you're looking at your hand, the very tip of your fingers and thumb is your brain, and then your your head would be the top section and then the next two sections of the fingers are all um, neck and then you have the webbing that's between the fingers and that would be for circulation and also for the shoulders and the webbing between the thumb and the fingers is for bronchial, lymphatic, circulation down at the very V is a prominent holistic point um, for, they say it's for anything. You just go and pinch with your finger and your thumb on either side of the very V of the webbing, and it's a pain point, and you just hold it. And if it's sore when you go to touch it, that means that it there's something that's off there, unless you've just hoed a garden or something and have a blister. And so after the webbing, you have the, uh, the lungs, which is right below the fingers. And then where the line is that goes across your hand, right below um, the pad of the bottom of the fingers, uh, that, that's your diaphragm. And that is for any kind of tension or stress. You can go back and forth along the line or you can sort of um, get your fingers up under the bone very a little bit or press against the bone and that can help to release the diaphragm from 
we're used to holding our breath, so mm-hmm. releasing the diaphragm's good. And then on the left hand, it's like a mirror to the body, is your stomach right in the very center section. And down at the bottom of the heel of the hand is your your hips, your digestive system, uh, your appendix, those type things. There's a, and then uh, if you follow the side of your thumb, the outside of your thumb that you're looking at when you hold your hand in front of you, um, you follow it down all the way to the other side of your wrist. I guess I'm not explaining it well. Um, that's your spine. So that's always a really good place to work. Oh, cool. On your right cool. hand, you have your liver instead of your uh, stomach. And it, it mirrors the body. And if you have a hand or foot map, if you refer to it, you just need to work in that area. Um, and if it's sore, you do it a little bit more. Do you, do you find that, can you find, if, if we're working on ourselves or if we're working on another person, you know, professionally as a reflexologist, can you find things going wrong in the body by just exploring the hand or the foot itself? Yes. I'm not saying that something's going wrong, but something is not working properly. Um, I, if it's sore and they haven't just been to the gym or, you know, everyday things, if there's a soreness that keeps showing up like in the gallbladder, then if it doesn't go away by the end of the session, then you might ask them, you know, when's the last time you saw your doctor? It doesn't mean that anything's necessarily wrong, but something's off. And if it if it persists, then it should be looked at. So, Sue, tell me a little bit about what what drew you into this work. I know that you had talked about your your first that first workshop earlier, um, but what what pulled you into doing reflexology? <laughs> Every time it's I, it seemed that I went to the doctor, he could find nothing wrong. He had no explanation for aches or pains or things that were going on. So I turned to a holistic um, herbalist, and I was really finding great results. And uh, she did iridology, so she could look in my the iris of my eye and see where the stress was in my body and what wasn't working properly. So I was taking the herbs and getting better, and I became interested in the herbs, but there really wasn't any place back in the uh, early 2000s that was in the area that I could afford to go to. And I didn't feel confident taking a line uh, uh, online course for herbs because I like to learn hands-on. And... I was also looking at the herbs at the time where everybody seemed to be having allergies to everything. And that put a little pressure on me to look at whether or not I wanted to take a chance on that. 
because you never know what some people can take and some people can't. And I, I guess I didn't have the confidence to take the herb course anywhere. So I looked around and uh, different uh, modalities to help the body and the reflexology course was in town it was affordable it was um, it fit my lifestyle because I was helping to run a business and I was um, we were doing a lot of physical work with real estate um, flipping houses and things and I wanted to do something for myself and I realized through the feet that you cannot hurt anyone um, it, no matter what reflexes you touch or palpitate, you are not hurting anybody because you're opening nerves. And if something's fine, then the nerve just enjoys being touched. Um, it doesn't, uh, there's nothing foreign being added to the body. Um, and over time, I realized that the body to a certain point, is very capable of healing itself. And also along the way, I found that I found Louise Hay. I don't know how many have heard of her, but it, she works with the metaphysical part of healing, which is uh, the brain can cause these blockages in our nerves from trauma or negative negativity or whatever it, it our belief systems it. and yeah our the yes. negative things that and, we tell ourselves or yeah you know i absolutely. looked at the, yes and i looked at the i picked up one of her books and read it and it sounded good and i started reading the different ailments and i noticed for myself many of the ailments that i had i didn't have many i think i was working on the thyroid or the hips or something and it really struck a nerve and and so i started uh offering the information up during a session to my clients would you like to see what this lady has to say and and it was interesting because some people would get angry uh, one person tossed the book at me, but, you know, it really struck a nerve. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, many people did have the same feelings that Louise Hay had put out about different ailments. And when they saw these things, it gave them an opportunity to think about it a little or, and their ailments would dissipate. And she has a little mantra you can say for yourself. Um, and one example is hips, you know, you've lost the joy in life or something to that effect. And one of her um, mod things to say if you have hip problems is hip, hip, hooray. How cute. You know? Yeah, and it, it can fall into people's life. And when they say those things, I mean, just saying hip, hip, hooray makes you feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I can't you hurt. Know, and it's, a, it's a way to metaphysically work with your mind and your body to change perspectives and to help the healing process. 
I didn't take a course on it, but just that little bit seems to really help people. What types of things do people come asking for help around when they're when they're looking for reflexology? What are what do people come to you um, for? Oh gosh, they sometimes I'm a last resort. They come for pains that the doctors, their doctor may say they'll have to live with and they they aren't going to live with it, so they keep looking. Um, In most instances, those pains are gone by the end of the session. Uh, The body's healed. It's just something is still stuck. um, Something in the mind that still wasn't ready to release. Uh, So general aches and pains. Uh, Of course, most people, when they think of reflexology, they think, oh, there's something wrong with my feet or my feet are tired. And that's just reflecting what's going on in their body. Uh, Plantar fasciitis is a big one that they come for. Sciatica. I've had brain injury people come. A lot of diabetics because the feet are so important and the reflexology helps the circulation system. Um, Migraines, allergies, asthma, uh, some people come before they go to their chiropractor, so their body's more relaxed and the chiropractor can manipulate them better. Oh. Um, jaw pain, uh, cancer. Do you have a favorite type of ailment that you like to work with? Um, or do you have a particular point on either the hands or feet or ears that you really love working with right now? Hmm. I, I really don't have a favorite disease or discomfort that people have, um, to work on. (laughs) Uh, I enjoy working on everyone. Uh, I think my favorite part in watching a client uh, is when I'm holding the end of their toes and it just very slowly one toe at a time on either foot and it really relaxes the brain it's like a filing system they're filing away all the things they really don't have to think about that aren't important um So can you describe maybe something, because I know a lot of us are still mostly at home during the pandemic. Um, Is there something that we can do either with our partners or our children that could be a nice um, exchange of reflexology points? Uh, Could you, do you you have anything that you could recommend for people to, to practice at home? If they have a foot map, they can just, um, play with those areas of the foot with their thumbs or their fingers, pressing up and down. Um, anyone rubbing your feet is an excellent thing. It, it promotes the energy to uh, in, within both bodies to do some releasing and contacting. And um, one thing that's easy to do by yourself is to lay flat and this is really good before bed, especially if you have insomnia or sleep issues, 
is to lay flat on the bed with your feet above the covers and then start rotating both your ankles at the same time in all different directions. You don't want a dance pattern. You just want to wiggle them and move them. And at the same time, be stretching your toes and pointing your toes and wiggling your toes and pointing your foot down and pulling your foot back. Just really get everything with the ankle and the toes moving for 30 seconds. And within that 30 seconds, you'll usually find your body wanting to stretch or you'll want to yawn. And that's your body releasing. And if when you do it right before bed for 30 seconds, uh, over a couple times, some people are works right away some people have more attention it takes a few nights but you're sleeping better you're waking up less tense you're not as stiff and you can also do it when you wake up too it's just a general way to relax your entire body so just lay flat and then just stretch and roll the ankles and just basically moving each foot for 30 seconds yeah and the toes and the toes you can do it to the hands too, but then you're, I mean, you're laying there flopping around. <laughs> <laughs> your hands and feet are going, but it, it's, it's all good. And it's your body doing, you know, doing some releasing. But the, especially for insomnia, if you keep doing it, you can do it anytime during the day. But it, it really helps to release a lot of the surface tension. And each time you do it, it goes a little deeper. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that that tip. I know people have a lot of trouble sleeping. So, you know, if, if you're listening out there and you and you are staring at the ceiling and not sleeping, it doesn't hurt to just start rolling your ankles and flexing the toes and, and moving those feet and see what happens. It can't hurt anything. Yeah. Another thing on these hot days people can do is fill a water bottle with water, make sure the cover's on tight. You can either freeze it or not freeze it and roll it under your bare feet, one foot at a time. And it'll help to cool you off. And also it's hitting all the nerves in your body. Absolutely. And if anybody has a rolling pin or a foot roller, um, that can also really help the nerves to relax. There, I feel like there's a lot of devices that stimulate the feet. Some of those ionic baths, like you mentioned, the foot rollers, um, you know, all, all these kinds of things. Are there, are there any particular uh, products that you think really do an excellent job at stimulating the feet more so than, uh, you know, kind of, doing reflexology or kind of an at-home complement to doing that? Do you, are you into the like more techie stuff or do you prefer just to, to keep it pretty simple? I'm pretty natural and I like to keep it simple, but if you have a foot roller, uh, a simple one, uh, they have more uh, advanced, you know, you put your foot in the whole thing wiggles and jiggles and, oh, it feels good. Um, but a simple foot roller with bumps on it, they don't have to be points. They shouldn't be painful, but um, with bumps on it really helps to stimulate. The other thing is if you live in an area where it's safe, such as no glass or nails or, or doggy 
do, it's great to go barefoot unless you have a, a your doctor says that you can't. I know diabetics have to be careful going, they don't want to injure their feet at all, but I mean, if you can go barefoot in your house, that's stimulating. You might step on a little rock or a piece of grit, and it's called untargeted reflexology. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And for the brave people, they can walk across some TRG, and they'll, they'll feel different at the other side. Yeah. First, their body will tense up and then it will release. (laughs) But that's really aggressive. (laughs) Do you, you know, I mean, I kind of, it just made me start thinking about some of those, you know, practices of walking over hot coals and, you know, sort of the power of mind over matter. And it's interesting because I feel like, you know, there's so much extreme heat coming from those kind of surfaces and we have we have so much sensation coming from our feet um have have you ever like as a reflexologist do you have any any thoughts about i don't know i'm just i don't know why i'm bringing this up it's just it's such a it just kind of popped into my head um but yeah have you ever i think our mind is a very incredible thing and it's it can do much more than we are allowed to believe but I'm a chicken. I wouldn't be. I, I, I don't know if I would want to. Even if other people did it, I, I might have a hard time walking across the hot coals. But they do it, so it it would be the mind over matter. In the in the healing, apparently, it's the fear that makes us have physical issues. Right. Uh, many of them. Uh, some of them are inherited or from our atmosphere, wherever. But the mind can do some pretty incredible things. And we're in an atmosphere lately where everything that comes at us or a lot of things that come at us are negative and we have no control over anything. And to change the perspective can be very important, such as like being shut, you know, not being able to go to work, being shut down. Um, There are some really good aspects. Many parents actually get to spend time with their children at home. What is your, what is your favorite aspect of doing this work? I love to help people to feel better so that they can uh, release things they no longer need and enjoy their lives much better. Pretty straightforward. Just service, doing it for the love of it. Yes. I wish I could um, do more charity work, but I do find working in a few of the senior centers is really rewarding because not only are they learning or doing things to feel better, but they're also sharing things with me. Um, And I think when people really are ready to make a change in their life or feel better, that they find a way to do that. And it's very rewarding to watch them bloom again. I found that 
just because you're over a certain age doesn't mean that you can't feel young or that you can't feel better or start enjoying different things in life. Um, That wasn't a perspective that I grew up with. I thought when people got old, that was it. (laughs) But I've seen that proven wrong. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, you used to think a grandma or grandpa, and now I'm looking at, wow, I have grandchildren. You know, I'm not like my grandmother. I'm active. I'm young. I I do things to um, find ways to keep growing and learning. And you're setting and a find- new example for your grandkids that aging can be yeah. healthy and you can continue to grow and improve. Yes, and we have so many things at our disposal nowadays to enjoy or join that it's incredible. It's a spiritual thing. It's it. The more we relax, the better our body works. But we forgot what it's like to relax in life. And I think the reflexology is just an overall way of relaxing people even if they don't have any diseases or ailments so it's it's fun to watch and it's I think that I grow with each client as well as they do many people don't think that their arthritis might ease up or get better or we're not taught that way anymore we're taught to take a pill and it some many most times it helps but there are other ways to do it too without by working on ourselves and do you are you, I know everything is kind of a little quieter right now um, in the pandemic um, which is speaks to your point of like allowing people to be able to relax to get a chance to not work you know for those of us who are are privileged enough to not have to work right now um do you um are you what are you taking clients soon do you have a, a plan for uh for reintegrating um your professional services where where are you at uh with work right now well um it I'm not sure when I'm allowed to open because I'm not a massage therapist. I'm six feet away from people. Um, if someone has a serious, I I have I am leaving it up to the clients um, when they're ready and feel comfortable to return. Um, then I'll be glad to see them because I think their health is very very important. I don't like hearing people getting depressed. Um, it, it and reflexology is excellent for that. But people need to feel safe. I am ready. I people already have their own mask, but I have my masks and I have sanitizer. And I'm because they're in a lazy chair. You know, I'm six feet away from them, and I I couldn't imagine that is yeah it's confusing here in massachusetts but i am doing my best like everybody else of course 
Great. I didn't really answer that question, did I? You absolutely did. You 100% did. Do you, um, when they're ready, they will come. Exactly. And yeah. And I think safety is a good thing and I follow it to the best of my ability. And how, what is the best way that people can, um, can find out more about your work and, and how can they find you? Okay. I have a website. It's suesreflexology.com. And all my information is listed on there. And if they, I, I just, for my website, I left it really basic. And if they'd like more insight or scientific information, they can go out on the internet. And um, a lot of the reflexology schools, they're mostly, they aren't, People learn usually on weekends, and they keep going until they have completed the course. Um, they have uh, information and facts and scientific data people can look through. Fabulous. So yeah, I, I like to keep it low key because it 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 I feel that you know. It should be a comfortable, relaxing, enjoyable modality um, rather than uh, is trying to teach people words they don't know. If somebody never took anatomy, then they don't know what I'm talking about unless I explain everything. So I, I speak pretty basic. Yeah, just leaving things accessible and easy and all you have to do is just show up and, you know, allow the healing to take place. Yes, and it takes a lot of stress and worry and overthinking out of it. Yeah, and that's the opposite of relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it, it has been hard. Um, I've had clients that, you know, they wanted to come and see me, but it just wasn't worth it their safety many of them were older and it's like i'm i've been quarantined or you know kept i've kept home but it, it's hard because they really needed to release the stress so i give them the input that you asked earlier about what can people do at home well just start poking at your hands and feet and if it's sore do it some more and work on the diaphragm area and, you know, use a foot roller, wiggle your feet and your toes. You know, uh, even if somebody's just rubbing your feet, there's so much energy that goes from one person to another that we don't even understand. And when they have loving and good thoughts, all that good energy is able to be absorbed by the other person's body as much as that body wants to take it in. And the person who also is doing doing the work, we'll say work, it's not work, but doing the work on the feet, um, they're also getting good energy because they're opened up to the energy that's everywhere. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much, Sue, for coming on the show today. We're coming to the top of the hour. And again, if people are curious about learning more about um, about Sue and her work, um, you can go to suesreflexology.com. And to catch this episode and many more, uh, you can always go on to reikinorthampton.com backslash radio archives and hear this episode again. So thank you, Sue. You can stay on the line and we're going to switch out. So have a great afternoon, everyone, and be well.